Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Happy Wednesday. We are halfway through the week. Crazy. And there's like a week left of the month. I know. I know. Nuts. Sipping by. <laughs> Lynette. Yes. We're going to have you start today. And just if, okay. you are, if you're on for the first time or you're listening in for the first time, this is a live coaching call, meaning the people who I'm coaching today signed up ahead of time to be coached today. The way that you do that is you go to emilygibsoncoaching.com. You click on the free 20 spots. Then you click on one of the available live one-on-one spots. Those are open every other Friday. We will not have another one until October 1st opening up. If you cannot sign up for one of those spots, click on watch additional live spots, drop your email there with all of your information. And then you can get on any of the live calls and you can watch and listen to the people who are, who have signed up to be coached. So, so, so excited to start today with Lynette. Hey, how are you? Good. What can I help you with? Well, I seem to be a combination of every single one of your coaching calls. So I don't know. You've got a big task. Um, I'm a big buffer. And any other buffers here on the call? Probably not. Probably not at all. All of us are buffers. <laughs> just just spoiler alert. We all buffer a ton. Carry so on. I was watching uh, Kirsten, who's a friend of mine, and I can't remember her name from August. And she was taught, um, the gal was talking about confidence and I was trying to like, think of a different word than confidence. Cause I'm like, I really am a combination of everyone that's called, but why, I guess, so I came up with a statement of why is, why is doing the hard things so paralyzing? Um, I, it makes me buffer and it makes me stall. And then that leads into guilt because I'm not doing the hard things, which is not going to get me to my goal. So then I've got the emotional part of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. What's the answer? Why is doing the hard thing so paralyzing? What's the answer to that? I'd like to say I knew the answer. I feel like um, if you were to ask people how I am, they would say, oh, I'm outgoing and I'm friendly and, you know, the things. But then when it comes to doing like reaching out, messaging, even the confidence when it's talking about my business, like I become like this little introvert and I don't, I love the products. I love the company. I love the atmosphere. I love all of it. Um, I didn't seem to be like that when I had a career in hotels. I was very outgoing. I was friendly customer service, but when it comes to my own thing, I just, I like kind of just become an introvert and I don't know, no one has ever really treated me badly when I've reached out with messages or, you know, suggestions, nobody has ever. So I don't even know where this comes from. <laughs> it, probably on my own thought in my head. Mm -hmm. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, and what's the problem with that? Well, it won't get me, it won't get me anywhere. You know, if I'm afraid to do the reach outs, if I'm afraid to do the customer service part, I won't, I won't, I won't be on stage at any level. And ultimately that's my goal. Is to I be see honest. myself, I see myself up there. Mm -hmm. Getting what? Achieving success. What does that look Achieving like? Achieving the goal. What does success look like for me? Yeah. When you said, I see myself up on stage, what's happening? Paint the picture for us. What are you receiving? That I've actually gone through the hard stuff to make my goals achieved. 
to have achieved my goals. It's not necessarily the stage part. It's not necessarily that, but I, I've kind of this whole last year, I've kind of done some like thinking about how did I get here? And I, I've realized over, I'm 45. So like over a year, over my whole working career, I've been okay with mediocre. And at the time it was great, you know, job promotions, but I never like really fought for more. I never really fought, climbed over people to reach the corporate ladder. And, you know, I, that's not my personality. I just want to feel like a success and that I can talk to other people and say, Oh my gosh, I went through ups and downs and all these things, but I can't even get through my own paralyzing, you know, my hard things right now. And so what would the hard things be? Consistency. What's hard about Um, that? I get distracted with, it looks like everybody else says, you know, you, you buffer with laundry in your house and, you know, I have a little one and I have, you know, um, I have, you know, my mom that I, you know, kind of, I don't watch after her, but I help with her. Um, I always seem to get derailed and instead I can, I have my lovely planner that is all time blocked. But when it comes to all time block it on a Sunday, but then I probably, I look at it maybe a handful of times in the week. Why is that? Then I let things derail me. Okay. You know, if my mom calls and says, oh, hey, or she has a doctor's appointment or this or that, you know, yes, it's in my planner, but maybe that, that time block hour turned into two hours. And then just everything else gets derailed. Okay. So when you think about your business and you think about all of the hard things that you are paralyzed by, would you say that you being derailed is the biggest culprit of that? I let it be the culprit of that. And that one thing is what prevents you from sending messages and talking about your business? I think it's both. I get derailed and then the rest of the day just kind of falls apart. And then I have no motivation to do any of the rest of it. But along with that, when I do start to reach out, I become like this introvert of, I don't know. Like I said, I've never had anyone tell me really that I'm doing something that I've never really had a bad experience with someone messaging me back saying, don't ever reach out to me again. Don't ever. So I've never had that. I, I really don't know what the is. Maybe I'm afraid of that. Like afraid of someone's response. (laughs) What would I'm be, afraid of the nose, which we should be happy to get the nose. It's like, what backwards. would you have to feel if someone sent you a message that was negative? Um, it affects me pers- It affects my, it affects my feelings. Like, Oh, maybe I didn't explain it correctly. Maybe I feel? hurt. And what, what, what would that do? You would feel hurt. What would that mean about you? I would get into my head and then question everything, you know? Um, I've never said, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. This isn't for me. Like I've never said that in my head. Cause I've, you know, but I've, I'm afraid of a no. That's what it is. Because worst case scenario, someone says no. And you feel what? I take it personally. And what would that feel like? It hurts my feelings. How so? That it didn't, I didn't, I must not be trustworthy. Mm. Is that true? No. It's kind of interesting that your brain is like, don't message anyone because they might say no. And that might mean that we're not trustworthy. Right. And so your brain is like danger ahead. 
let's do nothing. Right. Because we don't want to risk feeling like we're not trustworthy. Right. But then your higher brain is like, but we are trustworthy. And then your mm-hmm. lower brain is like, but people may think we aren't. Right. So it's kind of fascinating how, <clears throat> you know, there's two models going on here, right? There's the one that's like, when it comes to my own thing, I become an introvert. And then we have another model that's like, I let things derail me. Right. Right. And so I almost feel like the one that is the culprit of this and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's this fear of the message you're going to get back this hypothetical message. That's not actually happening happened yet, but it's the fear of how you're going to feel if that message comes that is causing to derail you because you're like, I set this schedule, but I don't want to do any of it because I'm afraid I'm going to get this negative message if I do that work. Yes. So I almost feel I, like, yeah. I feel like the million dollar thought here is this one. And it's not even when it comes to my own thing, I become an introvert. It's not even that thought. It's this one of people might think that I'm, not trustworthy. Right. And so when you, when you think about, uh, you know, go to send messages on protocol, right? You've written the protocol down on your planner. So Uh you think about your schedule Right. And you think about how many messages you're, you're, you've laid out of, you're going to send these in your protocol. Your thought is I'm worried that someone will think something about me. We can get really specific and say, I'm worried they'll think I'm not trustworthy unless there's a different meaning behind it that we haven't talked about yet. I think that they, I feel that it's a, they might not think if a no means that I'm not trustworthy and giving information, but also do they not believe in the product that I would represent, you know, or like that I'm trying to sell them something, you know, um, I never want to come across like I'm selling something. So I'm always very overly cautious on what I say to people. Um, because ultimately I know I'm a trustworthy person and everybody who I reach out to would know that I'm a trustworthy person. And a no doesn't necessarily mean I'm not trustworthy. It's just what are, are what is their backstory behind saying no? Is it me? Is it the business? Is it the business model? Is it the product? Is it the price? You know what I'm saying? Like all those things start rolling around in my brain. And I feel like because you keep coming back, your brain keeps bringing up this idea of people might think I'm not trustworthy. I feel like that really is like at the root of why you're being derailed and what your hesitation is, why you're paralyzed around not doing any activity, right? Right. And so when you have this thought, people might think I'm not trustworthy. What do you feel? That would be the last thing I would want someone to think of me as trust. But what, what one word emotion do you feel when you think the thought people might think I'm not trustworthy? That would be hurtful. In what way? Like what? I feel blank when I think about people thinking I'm not trustworthy. I'd feel, I'd feel disappointed. Disappointed. Okay. And when you feel disappointed, when you think people might think I'm not trustworthy, what do you do? I don't do anything. What does does doing nothing? I buffer. I go to everything else besides the things I need to do. Like what? Laundry, clean. We have another small business at home. I focus on that. I put everything else ahead of what I really need to be doing. So laundry, cleaning, other small business, 
you put other things ahead. What are those other things besides laundry, cleaning, and other small business? Oh, I'll focus on personal development. (laughs) Maybe it's me. And that's the thing is maybe I think, oh, well, maybe it's me. So maybe I need to change something. Maybe I need to come across differently or um, I'm trying to keep in mind that this is a relational business, not a transactional. And sometimes I'm quick to make it, I don't want to say transactional, but instead of really, you know, starting a conversation with someone and making it relational, it's, you know, um, they've posted something about, I don't know, uh, Gatorade, it's too much sugar, you know, or, and I'll say, Hey, you know, Plexus, you know, has a new, um, a new, uh, product hydrate, you know, I would love to drop you off a sample. No, I'm okay. Thanks. And then, so then I take it personally that, wait a minute, you were just asking about this. I'm offering you a solution and then I'm kind of shot down. So then I think, is it that I'm not trustworthy? Is it the products? Is it the price? Is it, you know what I'm saying? Like it, then it turns into that. And then I go just do other things because it's, and then I think, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong in that situation? Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you think about when you sit down to send your messages that you have scheduled, you think people might think I'm not trustworthy. Mm -hmm. You feel disappointed. You do laundry, clean, work on other small business, personal development. You doubt yourself. You judge yourself and you judge others, which you're getting into their model, right? right? You judging them. And really your result is nothing. I question my trustworthiness. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? That makes me sad because I'm not sure I ever would have thought that I questioned my own trustworthiness. But that's what's happening in your action. No, I know. I know when we lay it all out. Yeah. It's kind of interesting how the things that we think give us the result in our life every single time. It's like an eternal truth. Mm-hmm. but yet we still do it. Do you, do you see this thought? People might think I'm not trustworthy is a choice that you are choosing to think about yourself. Definitely. Okay. And why do you choose it? Habit. Okay. It's, I don't want to say that's an easier pill to swallow than doing the work, but if it's been part of my life, I don't know how long it's really been part of my life, but um, if it's been there for a while, it's just routine. It's, it's what easier. your lower, it's what your lower brain is programmed to do. It's why you can drive a car to the grocery store and you get there and you think, I don't even know how I got here. I was totally thinking about something else. I just got here right? Mm -hmm. Because your lower brain takes things that it already knows and it very efficiently stores it so that it can do it faster next time. So it believes that telling you I'm not, people might think I'm not trustworthy. It's like this memorized model that you have every time you sit down to work, you're like, yep. And this is the part where I just decide to question my own trustworthiness. And I don't like feeling that way. So I better just go do laundry and not even look at my schedule that I decided with my prefrontal cortex on Sunday, these are the things I wanted to do. Yes. And so it's kind of interesting because I really, your result is I break my own trust 
or I am not trustworthy with myself. Yes. Or I am not trusting myself. I would agree. And so go ahead. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have ever thought of it like that, but when, like I said, when it's all laid out, it makes sense. Here's the thing about scheduling and planners and goal mapping and listing out the things we're going to do. Every single time that we say we're going to do something and then we don't do it, we only hurt our relationship with ourselves. Right. Because we're not honoring ourselves and the commitments we've made to ourselves. So what I used to do is I was like, I don't, I don't use planners. I'm a fly by the seat of my plant, my pants person. I don't use planners. Planners are too restrictive. Right. Cause there's like the opposite side, like a lot, some people, that's what they'll do. They'll be like, oh, well, I don't want to break trust with myself. If I write it down, I know I'm not going to do it. Right. So I'll just stop writing things down. And then there's no accountability. Then it's just sloppy. Yes. <laughs> it's not even that there's no accountability. It's sloppiness. Right. And the people who don't write things down, they're like, no, I just, it's not my personality to write things down. I'm like, I get it. I was that person too. It's a choice. It's not a personality thing. It's an actual choice. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I know to be true about writing things down and honoring your commitment to yourself about writing things down is that when you honor your commitment to yourself, you're going to trust yourself more to do the things that you say you will do. So question that I have for you is if you are someone that does not trust yourself, right? Where you break your own trust, right? Cause that's what's happening every day that you don't do the things that you said that you decided ahead of time that you were going to do. Right. Then how can you explain to me ways that, that others can trust you? Repeat that again. If you are someone that does not trust yourself, what are ways that others can trust you? I don't know. I have to earn the trust myself. And I think by trusting myself and committing, committing to myself will also fall into consistency. Consistency will fall into business, home, consistency, um, literally could be anything in my life. I would build the confidence to not even worry about the trust factor. Yeah. So what are some ways that you could build trust with yourself? Following my planner, (laughs) you know, staying consistent, which I got tattooed on my arm a few weeks ago. (laughs) I want to see it. Where is it? Consistency. Yep. Well, if that's it's sad that I need a reminder, day, what is, <laughs> I know. Right. So now I just need to be consistent. Mm, if it were only that easy. I know. Right. When you, when you sit down to do your planner uh-huh. and you feel paralyzed, right. We can just plan on that happening. Right. Every single day. You're going to sit down and you're going to look at your planner and you're going to be like, I don't want to do any of this. (laughs) And, um, this is super uncomfortable, right? And then we're going to have an urge to go do laundry and, uh, work on our other small business, clean, uh, doubt ourselves, judge ourselves and judge others. 
the urge is going to come to do all those things. And have you just, have you heard me describe the big, thick black marker before? Mm -hmm. So when you sit down to work and you think about how other people are going to think you're not trustworthy, you're going to remember, you're going to say, and every time I think that, what my result is, is I don't trust myself and I'm not trustworthy myself. And I break my own trust. So every time I worry that people might think I'm not trustworthy, my result is I break my own trust. And I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be someone that builds trust. I want to, I want to first be trustworthy of myself. Right. So when you sit down and you look at that planner that you've spent time deciding ahead of time what you're going to do, you can sit there and you can imagine just drawing a big black, the biggest, fattest, blackest marker that exists between your, your feeling of disappointed and your actions. And so you're sitting at your desk and you're feeling disappointed because you're thinking people might think I'm not trustworthy and you're just feeling disappointed and your brain's like, get up right now and go do some laundry, go clean, work on the small business, send a text message that's doing something other than feeling disappointed. And you just sit and you draw that big black line and you sit and you go, nope, I am going to feel disappointed and resist the urge to get out of this feeling of disappointed. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be disappointed. Disappointed in myself. Disappointed in my plan that I don't want to do. I'm just going to sit and feel it. And it's going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to fight the urge to go. And do anything about it. Because that's when I would typically go and things would get derailed. Yeah. My day would get derailed. Yeah. Yeah. And your brain wants you to think it's just because you're inconsistent. Right. And it's just because this is hard. That's what it wants you to believe. It's like, yep. Why is doing the hard thing so paralyzing? (sighs) Because it is. And we're just not good at this. So let's just go do laundry and clean and work on our other small business because um, people might think that I'm not trustworthy. And I feel disappointed. And I don't want to feel disappointed because disappointed is that negative emotion. Right? Right. But... What if someone thinks that you're not trustworthy? That's their thought. What if it's true? I don't know about that one. What does it mean about you if you're not trustworthy? It means I don't have integrity. Do you? Mm-hmm, I do. So there's this like thought error there. Because mm-hmm. you know you have integrity. You know you have character. Right. But your brain also knows that sometimes you don't. Right. But your your lower brain is like, no, we have perfect character and integrity all the time. And we want people to know we are perfect 100% of the time. Right. But is that true? No. No, I have 50-50. Right. You probably have 50-50. 50 positive, 50 negative. Mm-hmm. 50% of the time, I'm totally honest with you. The other 50% of the time, I say, I'd love to come to dinner when I would right. rather do anything other than come to dinner. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Sometimes mm-hmm. people lie. Right. <laughs> people with really good integrity, morals, and character, sometimes mm-hmm. they lie. So is it possible that sometimes you might not be trustworthy? 
Sure. When it comes to that, sure. Or maybe other things too. Yeah. Right? Sure. And so the interesting thing here is why, what do I get? What do you get out of feeling that you're trustworthy all the time? Well, I don't have negative self-talk when I feel like I'm trustworthy. Because it doesn't even, it doesn't even occur to you. If you're, if you genuinely feel like you're a trustworthy person, you don't, you're not hard on yourself. So why is doing the hard thing so paralyzing? Because <laughs> I don't trust myself. <laughs> interesting. I know. What the brain does. There you go. Being human again. I know. There you go. Okay. So I'm going to do something that I don't do a lot because I feel like you're ready for it. And that is to create an intentional model. Okay. Because right now, this is what we call an unintentional model. This is what you're unintentionally doing without even being aware of it. Right. And you can, you've said you don't want to this result. This is not who you want to be. You recognize that you're doing this and that's not how you really feel. So this is a great time to create something different, right? And it's called an intentional model. What you want to intentionally think about yourself. So the result that you do want to get is that you want people to think that you're trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So result, I trust myself. Or I am uh, trustworthy. Yes? Yes. Okay. What actions are you going to need to take? What are you going to need to do to be, to trust yourself and to believe I am trustworthy? Well, I know you believe you're trustworthy. So let's focus on I trust myself. Okay. Well, first I need to honor the commitment to myself of my planner. Okay. And actually commit. And what does that look like? Be consistent with it. Follow the day. Okay. And see how much, because at the end of the day, when I have actually completed all the things on my planner, I will have felt like I've accomplished something and that I could trust myself to get through all the things. So follow my planner no matter what. Is that a no matter what? Hmm. But if, if we trust ourselves. I should be able to stick to it. Follow my planner no matter what is in our action line. Because if it's not, then we're not doing what we say we're doing. Right. So I need to follow my planner. No matter what. Now, does that mean that you have to do something between eight and nine? And if you don't do it, then, then the day is ruined and it's black and white no. and it's over. No. Hmm. So maybe you give yourself like a week because, you know, sometimes we can't control the schedule. Right. So it could be like, follow my planner, no matter what weekly. Yes. Because then that gives you a little bit of flexibility where you might, you might need to say like, I didn't get it done on Monday. So I circled it and I moved it to Tuesday and I got yes. it done on Tuesday. Right. So, so that was still an accomplishment, still, still an accomplishment, still honoring and trusting ourselves because we did it. We just gave ourselves a week to complete all the things. And right. this might mean that, you know, you have free time scheduled in every day. And if you give in to the urge of cleaning and working on your other business when you're supposed to be working, then that means you're going to have to use your free time. Like there has to be a consequence. Right. That means you're going to use your free time to get that thing done that you could have just done in eight to nine. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. there has to be a consequence. Like you miss out on something else. 
if you don't get it done when you were supposed to, because it needs to be a little bit painful. Right. I agree. I'm not talking about like punishing ourselves, not talking about, but you have to give up something. If you didn't follow it, you got to give up something. Yeah. Like for example, um, yesterday I wanted on my schedule, I wrote down that I was going to watch a teaching module in my mastermind program, uh, from, uh, from three to 4 PM. Uh-huh. But instead I stayed longer at our book publishing office and had a non-business conversation for one hour that had nothing to nothing do, to do and was anything. unplanned. And I just wanted to. So instead of saying, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. I spent an hour from 9.30 to 10.30 last night in my free time when I had planned to watch a show, watching the module, which I'm laughing because it was all on goal setting (laughs) planning and totally prepared me for your session that I didn't even know you were going to need. Well, you're welcome. (laughs) Yes. But it's, it's kind of interesting how, because it's, it's reinforcing that behavior for me right now. I'm like, thank goodness you honored yourself. And in that, the other thing that shows up in my result line is I am always prepared for my clients. I never worry that I'm going to be unprepared for you. Anyone that brings anything. I had someone ask me this earlier saying, aren't you worried you won't be able to help them? I'm like, never. I am always prepared because I trust myself and I trust my training and I trust my certification and I trust the hours I've put in. But what if I hadn't put in that time? I might not trust myself. Right. Right. And so here following my planner, no matter what weekly. And then also in your action line, resisting urge to skip items in planner and finishing them during free time. Right. Right. People always tell me, I know you're so busy. I'm like, I'm not right. I am the least busy now than I have been in the last six years but I'm doing quadruple what I've ever done because I plan my day and I stick to it. And if I don't, then it eats into my free time. And I, I love my free time. It's my favorite thing of my day. So follow my planner, no matter what weekly resist urge to skip items in planner and finish them during free time. Right. What other things are you going to do as someone who trusts herself? I'm actually going to reach out to people and not be afraid of the nose. Okay. So reach out. Uh, what about reach out even when I'm afraid of no's? Right. Because we can just plan on that being there. Right. Right. We just, just going to plan on it being there and plan on us being uncomfortable. It's bound to happen. For sure. Because you're human. Right. Especially with you still having this belief of people might think I'm not trustworthy. Right. We haven't changed that belief yet. That's going to take some time. Right. Because we don't trust ourselves yet. So reach out even when I'm afraid of no's is your action. Right. What else does someone who trusts herself do?
don't know. Anything you don't do as someone who trusts herself? I don't probably don't give myself enough credit either. But like, I want to know what you're going to not do because you trust yourself. Get up and walk away. Okay. And like, like I said, the biggest thing is like, just get, oh, well, you know, if I don't trust myself, I'm just going to go do something else. So maybe do nothing. Sit or just do nothing. Sit in discomfort. And and feel the feels. Feel the feels of discomfort. The in discomfort and finish items. Yes. Feel discomfort. You could even get a little jar with like some marbles next to it or those like puffy things. Mm -hmm. And every time you feel the urge to get out of the discomfort, you just stick it in the jar. Right? Mm -hmm. The urge jar. Yes. Marbles. I used to have them in my classroom when I was a school teacher and I put in a marble every time they listened on the first time. And then when we got it full, they got to have a movie party, but it had to be a book that we had already read in class. That's how I justified it to the parents. So I always read books that had movies. (laughs) And so if they came in from recess and sat down and were quiet, then they got marbles in their jar. Right. Mm -hmm. Mine wasn't as, as, clean as what yours is going to be. Meaning I would just grab a handful and put them in, but I want you to at your desk, have your urge jar there and pick if you want marbles or if you want a puffy thing or whatever it is, something that you, that you like to look at. Right. And you take one and you put it in the urge jar every time that you resist the urge to get up and go do something else. If it's during your protocol work time on right. your schedule. Right. And you resist that urge 100 times. Doesn't even have to be in a row. You can you can resist it seven times. And then on the eighth time, you're like, laundry, it needs to be done right now. I can't take it anymore. And you go and you do the laundry. And then you come back and you're like, oh, I've ruined everything. I've fallen off the wagon. No, you just made a mistake. And you're still on number eight. Right. You don't take the seven out. You're like, see, what's <laughs> seven in there? Good job, self. Let's start again. Right. Learned something about myself there. Get back to work. You, if you feel the urge to go and do something else, then you're like, nope, going to feel disappointed here. Grab that thing, resist the urge, put it in. And you don't get a like, put it in and then go do laundry. Right. It's not like, Ooh, I earned an urge. Now I get to go and do what I want. No. Right. And then a hundred in a row, it's going to have less power over you. You're going to be like, I could go do laundry right now, but I don't even want to. Cause I want to sit here and be disappointed because I trust myself. Yeah. Okay. What are you going to need to feel? What emotion are you going to need to feel to be motivated to follow your planner? No matter what weekly resist the urge to skip items in planner and finish them during free time, reach out. Even when I'm afraid of the nose, sit in discomfort and finish items, feel discomfort. What emotion are you going to have to feel to be able to like, want to do those things? I need to be excited. Okay. Cause I think if you, ch- you know, change it with like some sort of positive feeling, mm-hmm. you can change that outlook. And what are you going to have to believe about yourself on the daily to feel excited? I need to feel trustworthy that I can trust myself. Mm-hmm. I can trust myself. When you think I can trust myself, do you feel excited or do you feel like nervous? I feel excited because I know it's true. A hundred percent. Not all the time. 
Maybe that's not our thought then. So what do I have to do to get excited? Because our brain is like, fire. (laughs) I got to change that self-talk. Well, thoughts are just beliefs that we have Mm -hmm. about ourselves and about others. Mm -hmm. And right now you're like, but I don't trust myself when it comes to this planner. (laughs) So I can trust myself. Your brain's like, that's bull. (laughs) I have to have some sort of accountability. And the only way I'm going to learn to trust myself is to actually accomplish what's in my planner. What do you have to believe about yourself to do that? That I can do it, that I actually can follow through with it that I can be consistent. How do you, how, how do you know you can do that? By doing action, mm-hmm. the action, it all comes down to the action and consistency. What else is true about you? When you think about yourself and trusting yourself, what else is true about you? Like an adjective, like, I'm like alive, in other like, areas of your life. Where are you really trustworthy in other areas of your life where you're like, I always get this done. Like, I don't even have to worry about myself because I know like I'm always going to show up and get this done. Like, do you have kids in the house? Mm -hmm. Do you get them to school every day? Yep. I do not trust myself to do that. Oh, I do. It's like, it's really iffy for me when Sean's out of town. I'm like, we might make it not going to put too much pressure on myself over it though. No. I'm very structured that way. He is to school early every day. So you follow through on that every single day. Mm -hmm. Every day. It might not be pretty. How come? Because it's important. Why? It teaches him to be on time. Hmm. How is this different? For yourself. Apparently I don't have a lot of expectations for myself right now. You seem like someone that has expectations for yourself though. Yeah, but not, not, I have expectations, but then when they're not met, the spiral begins. Mm -hmm. So what do we need to believe about ourselves? I can do the hard things. I can do. Which my sign in my kitchen says, I can can do do the hard hard things. things. It's kind of interesting because you also have this thought, why is doing the hard things so paralyzing? What's the upside of asking that question? Well, the upside is I probably already know the, I already have the answer. Is so much, it's so much drama. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to, I'm going to make a real, you know, the one that's like, am I the drama? I'm not the drama. Am I the drama? I it's must like be so the drama. Much, there was In my drama. own life, I create my own drama. Yes, we all do. Right. And this question, why is the hard thing so paralyzing? It's like dripping with drama. It's like, poor me. I'm such a victim. Right. Right. Like, oh. But then you're like, I can do hard things. What are hard things that you do every day that are so important to you? You get your child to school early every day. Mm-hmm. You trust that you're going to do it. You don't ever worry about not doing that. No. I do every day. I'm like. Scrap <laughs> <Crap> shoot. <laughs> no. Like when Sean was gone last week. He got home and he's like, how'd it go? I'm like, we got to school both days. And he was like, really? Because we both knew I can't be trusted. (laughs) I still don't know how we did it. My alarm didn't even go off and it worked. I don't even know how it happened still. Right. But like, I have never missed a call with you guys. Right. Never. I would never miss a call. Never. 
Never. So you have this within you to do hard things. I do. You're just letting the drama that it's paralyzing you and that it's a hard thing and that you can't do it because people might think I'm not trustworthy. Get in your way. Right. And the circumstance is the same. Go to send messages on protocol. I can think people might think I'm not trustworthy or I can think I can do hard things. When you choose, I can do hard things. You feel excited, possibly motivated or empowered. Empowered. Could be any of those. If you had to pick one, what would it be? Empowered. Okay. We're going to just cross out excited and write empowered. You choose the thought, I can do hard things. You feel empowered. And when you feel empowered, you follow your planner no matter what weekly. You resist the urge to skip items in planner and finish them during free time if you don't. Yes. You reach out even when you're afraid of no's. You sit in discomfort and finish items and you feel discomfort. And your result is, I trust myself. All that. The only difference between the two models, your unintentional one and your intentional one, is the thought. In one, you're thinking, you're choosing to think. People might think I'm not trustworthy. And it's like, I break my own trust. Result. Right. In the intentional model, you're choosing, I can do hard things. And it's like birds and chirping and rainbows and sunflowers. And I trust myself is your result. Right. And the way we catch it, because the unintentional model is memorized. It's there. It's a habit is when we feel the urge to go do laundry, clean, other small business, personal development, self-doubt, judge myself, judge others. When we feel the urge to go into that habit, we draw that black line and we go, oh yeah, I remember you old friend. (laughs) You lead me to not trust myself. Right. I got to back it up. Back it up, back it up. And then you remind yourself, I can do hard things. I can. I do hard things all the time, like get my son to school early every day. What are some other hard things that you do? Take care of my mom. Take care of my mom. I show up for my mom. I don't take care of her, but I show up for my mom. What else? Run a house. Run a house. Mm-hmm. Run another small business. Mm-hmm. So when your brain feeds you this lie that you can't do hard things or that people might think I'm not trustworthy, you have to combat it with what else is true. I do hard things all the time. I do hard things all the time. Like, and then fill That's in the blank for your brain. Because the more you do that, the more you're going to start to believe that this is all true. And then you're just going to get rid of this. Anytime you hear yourself thinking, people might think I'm not trustworthy. You'll be like, Psh, that is so funny that I used to believe that. So anyway, I can do hard things. Right? Like yeah. one of the things that I've shared on here is literally for 37 and a half years, I don't even know how old I am. How old am I? For 38 and a half years, I believed that I was not smart. And then six months ago, I was like, hang on. Do I want to believe that anymore? Right. I, I, it's possible that I could be smart, even though I don't have a master's degree and didn't go to UCLA like my siblings or USC. It's possible that I'm still smart. Right. And then I, it took, it took six months, but finally, just in the last week, 
I'm like, I'm a genius <laughs> and not in a conceited way. I'm like, right. I'm, I am smart person and I trust myself and my decisions. And I couldn't say that six months ago. And it's taken me a solid three years of personal development and questioning that belief to change it. So when you're doing this process and it's not changing fast enough, I want you to remind yourself, like, of course I worry about this. This is like years of believing that people might think I'm not trustworthy. True. It's going to take time. It's going to take time. But that's but why we have hard the- things. But I can do hard things. And that's why we have the urge jar there. Right. Then you're sitting at your desk, right? Like Mm -hmm. for some people, they can't even write down in the planner. Right. You've got that step down. You know how to do that. So now we just have to trust ourselves. And the way we trust ourselves is we do what we say we're going to do. And if you have to go off protocol, it's a decision you make 24 hours in advance. Right. Just like people, when I coach them on drinking and overeating, right? right? If you're going to have, if you're going to drink 24 hours from now, you have to say how much and when, and it has to be made 24 hours in advance. You're going to have two glasses of Chardonnay tomorrow night when I go out to dinner and no more. If you are, if you're trying to lose weight, I'm going to eat two bites of birthday cake at my husband's birthday party tomorrow. That's 24 hours in advance. And then I eat two bites and no more. You can eat whatever you want and you can drink whatever you want, but you have to decide and you can go off of your planner as right. much as you want, but it is decided 24 hours ahead of time. And you decide exactly what the exception is going to be. And you feel you have to like your reason for it. Well, and I think that's why meal planning is so, is so important in our world or my world is because I do tend, cause I do work at home, have a tendency to snack and like, it's easier to like plan out meals. Because then if we're going to do something fun, it's already on the list. There's no question about it. Right. You know, you probably don't even feel guilty when you go off protocol because you planned it ahead of time. You've already planned it ahead. It's when you don't plan it that the guilt comes in. And you said you stall and then you feel guilt. Mm -hmm. Those are two of the things that you said, right? When Why is doing the hard thing so paralyzing? Then I stall and I feel guilt. Because you're, because it's your lower brain making the decisions. That's the only reason that you're stalling and feeling guilt. But when we utilize our prefrontal cortex and we plan things ahead 24 hours in advance, whether we are going to stay on protocol or not, that is our higher brain. That's the one we want to listen to anyway. That's the one that helps us transform into the version of ourselves six months from now that we want to be, or that version of ourselves that's on the stage. Right getting the award for achieving what we wanted to achieve. When we listen to our lower brain that we want to go do laundry and clean and work on our other small business and judge ourselves and judge others, that's our lower brain keeping us to be the same person that we are yesterday. Right. And we can't be the person on the stage who has achievement from that place. Listening up there. Cannot impossible. Okay. So we have to make decisions from the prefrontal cortex and then honor them on ourself because our relationship with ourself is most important. Right. It's why I am so protective of my schedule. Because trusting myself is more important than anything else. And maybe I need a little bit more flexibility within my schedule that allows flexibility. Well, and giving yourself, get, well, giving yourself that weak timeline to get it done gives you that flexibility. Right. 
Because I remember when I had like little small babies, when I first started building my business and my network marketing business, sometimes I couldn't get to it that day. Right. What I wanted to, because somebody had pink eye and I had to take three hours and take them to the doctor. And then the next day, someone else had pink eye and then strep. Right. And then an ear infection, like these things all happened in one week to me at one time in my life as a mom. I just remember calling the pediatrician and he was like, I think we have enough co-pays from you this week. I'm just going to trust you and call in the antibiotic. Like, don't even come in. It's fine. And I was just sobbing in my recliner, like, thank you so much. (laughs) And poop. Yeah. Jossie's like also poop. Yeah. Like how many times can you be pooped on, puked on many unlimited, (laughs) right? And so at different phases of your life, you're going to have to have more flexibility. For example, in the summertime, I have to have more flexibility because all my kids are home right in the school year, super easy because they're all at school, except when someone is homesick, like what happened to me yesterday, right? I would never allow a child to come in while I was on a Zoom, but Dean was homesick and I couldn't control it because Sean wasn't here. Right. So he came in, not my ideal situation, not what I normally would accept, but had to have some flexibility and then had to take him to the pediatrician. So could not focus on my business for the normal two hours I would in the afternoon. Senior adults needing help. Same thing. We have to work in flexibility. One thing that you can do for your schedule for this is when you know you're going, like for me, if I know that I'm going to have kids here, like on Friday, my kids have the day off school. Sean is going to take two of them to the cabin, but I'm going to be left with Mackenzie and Dean because Mackenzie has dance that night. We'll go up to the cabin after and Dean, he can't ride a bike yet. So Sean doesn't want to take him. Right. So on Friday, I'm going to plan double the time that I need to accomplish anything that I have planned because my kids are going to be home. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to just schedule double the time. I know it's going to take me twice as long to get my reading done twice as long to watch my watch my classes that I need to watch twice as long to send my messages. So if normally it'd take me 15 minutes, I'm going to schedule 30 minutes because I can't control if someone's going to need a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or their (laughs) bum wiped or an outfit picked out. Right. So schedule that in when you know it's going to be there. Most of the time, you know, sure. Sometimes you don't, but that's okay. That's why we have the week. Right. That's a good idea. Super, super empowering to think about it in this way. Definitely. And you deciding that you want to trust yourself is going to have a ripple effect of your ability to believe that others trust you too. Because when you trust yourself, you're not going to doubt if other people do or not. Like I used to think someone's going to think I'm stupid. Like I was always, and the reason I know it's fixed is because yesterday on a, on a call on one of my classes that I take for my certification program, I answered a question wrong. And for the last two and a half months, every time I did that wrong, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, my teacher thinks I'm so stupid. My teacher, there's all this drama. Right. And yesterday answered it wrong. And she was like, no. And I was like, Oh, I must have understood. I must have misunderstood the question. And then I moved on. I didn't even care. I didn't make it mean that I was stupid. I was like, I, I must have just misunderstood what she was asking. And I did. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. So you can change these deep rooted beliefs about yourself. If I can change the belief that I'm not smart to believe that I am a smart person anyone can change anything about themselves. I never thought I'd be able to believe anything different about myself. 
And this can go to your business so strong. If you think that you can never be at the top of your network marketing company, and that is your belief because of your personality, or you don't trust yourself, or others don't like you, or you don't have enough friends, it's the beliefs about yourself around those things that are the only thing preventing you from reaching the top of your company. Right. And doing this work fixes it. And I promise you're not going to get there unless you fix it. Right. You just won't. And that's where I'm at. I'm that's like, I got to fix it. And it's not even that you got to, you want to. I want to fix it. And there's such a big difference in saying like, oh, I have to fix this or I'm never going to succeed in saying, I want to fix this because I want to succeed. Okay. Super powerful. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, guys, the other person that was going to be coached messaged me while we were going privately saying she had to run. So we are just going to let this be a complete session because this was beautiful. And I went a little bit longer with goal planning strategies because I knew that the other person wasn't going to get coached. So thank you. Thank Thank you you so much. Lynette, so good. And we will see you guys back here tomorrow, 9 a.m. Mountain Time for our next two coaching spots. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.